All right, and welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do, where we talk about professional standards committee cases and code of ethics violations. Here with me today is Jim Camarada from KW in Minnesota. Hi, Jim. Hello, Jennifer. How are you today? Ready to get some hell today? Mm. Hell to pay, Jim. Hell to pay. Oh, be gentle with me. I'm recovering from COVID. No. Back into the fire. Oh, you're heartless. Yes, true. It's part of my charm. What? (laughs) What? um, So we're going to talk about today. Can slash should a buyer put an offer on two properties? Is it a violation of the code of ethics? Right? Mm -hmm. All right. Talk to us, Goose. And is it legal? That's another good question. Um, (laughs) Look at the face. (laughs) (laughs) Is that really Uh, the question? Okay. Well, let me me preface it by saying that if you're paying cash and you're buying two different properties, maybe as investments or something like that, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's fine. Not a problem. But it becomes a problem. Unless, right. If you are offering on two properties, let's say they're both three bedroom ranchers, the same price or similar, and you want to offer on both and have both accepted, but in your mind, one of those you're going to cancel. Right. But you wanted to make sure that you got at least one of those, but your intent was to cancel the other agreement. Now... We fought about this on an episode. Monica and I fought about this on an episode of Real Estate Fight Club. And hear me out, broker Jim. Take that broker hat off. I'm all ears. Okay, so in the way that real estate is currently set up, the sellers can receive multiple offers, but the buyer is like not allowed to put on multiple offers. But is there wording that they can use that basically is like, hey, There's only, I mean, basically the mindset is, look, there's three houses to choose from. Two of these will work. There's going to be at least five offers on each of them. And I would like to get one of them, but I don't want to like give up one if my competition on that one is more like, because you have no idea what the competition is, right? So like, what, what are the words that we can use on the contract to, for the buyers to feel like they are like, what if there's two houses that do work? And both offers are needed by Sunday at noon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, you're going to get responses at different times uh, as well, depending on how many offers and the sellers reviewing them, yada, yada, yada. But like, what if they're like the first one, whoever answers me first, like I'm taking? Yeah, yeah. And if mine's the winner, fine. Then I contact the other agent. And I say, resend. Withdraw my offer. Yeah. Okay. So So you can do that. Your only problem arises, and there's no additional language for that. So your problem arises when they both say yes at the same time. Yep. (laughs) That's where it gets sticky. (laughs) And I'm going to read the legal hotline response. Now, this Your is Minnesota. Hotline response has no bearing on this. This is podcast. Minnesota. This is the Minnesota uh, attorney right, for our uh, 
so is it legal? No. Parties to a contract are bound by the duty of good faith and fair dealing. This means the buyer cannot make it impossible for the seller to perform under their agreement. Remember, when the seller enters into a purchase agreement, they are giving the buyer a legal, equitable interest in their property at that time. Uh, So buyers should make every effort to perform as promised in their purchase agreement. So you've, you've got a legal obligation you know, a contract is, is basically, I promise to do this, I promise to do that. So it's, it's a set of promises back and forth. And now I have an equitable interest in two properties, but I know I can't perform There's on only two properties. for one, right. Yeah, that's but where- what, what could you write in there where it's also, because, you know, in a market like we had during COVID, <clears throat> it was very, I mean, this happens, right? There's literally three viable properties either all or two, two of them or all three of them will work. But if I only offer on one, I'm giving up the other two, but how, how can I offer on both and also not violate? Well, that's just for realtors. That's not for buyers. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's well, it goes on to further say, yeah. realtors, realtors must also remember their duty under the code of ethics to treat all parties honestly. So that's, uh, that would be a violation of article number one, to treat them honestly. So, you know, you know I'm thinking, have another yeah, agent thinking. write the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not good. I feel like yeah. the seller should be aware, right? Like I, I'm, I'm all for transparency and openness. And it's like, okay, seller, you know, this market, you're getting 10 offers on your property. And so is the other acceptable property. Yeah. I want to put my hat in the ring for both, but I have, it's not transparent to me, the buyer. So I have no idea what you, the seller are dealing with. I have no idea if my offer is even close but if I take a guess, I could totally screw myself. Yep. That's bullshit, Jim. So, you know, you're asking for wording. I don't know. I, w- I, would, I would need to think about that a little bit more. Off the top of my head, I've got words swirling through. Something about time is of the essence. To, yeah, I would have to really put pencil to paper and, and think about that one for a while. What do so you I think want to be on record that I was giving out yeah, the wrong. Right. <laughs> what do you think conceptually of that idea? I see your point. Mm-hmm. I see your point. Um, I guess. Do you think the seller would be like, well, they're not serious or, oh, I totally get it. Or it could be any range of those. Yeah, it could be any one of those. It all depends on their motivation and whether you're really playing to win. And that's where the escalation clause uh, addendum has uh, helped people buy houses. But it can also work in reverse because if yeah. you say you're going to go up to $420,000 right? You know, and you're down at four hundred, the seller's going to look at that and say, Pfft. You're willing to pay more? Fine, pay more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's say that the buyer is playing to win on both houses. They do not care which one it is. They just want to get one. But the problem is, is that they don't know 
what the other offers are and they have no way of knowing if what they're offering is even in the ballpark. And even if their agent, the buyer agent calls the listing broker, one, who knows if they're going to answer the phone. Hmm. Two, the seller may not, huh? I've had pretty good luck here. (laughs) Yeah. Recently, the seller may not authorize them to say, or three, the, the seller may direct them to only take offers in writing, you know? And then what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of the above. I mean, it, it, it's moving target. And that, that's what makes it so challenging. Uh, I guess if I were into that kind of situation, if my buyer client won both of them, I said, pick one, pick one right now. And I'm going to pick up the phone and cancel on the other one immediately. I mean, but then would you be in violation of, oh my gosh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll see if Jim's in violation of the car. Ah. <laughs> I love it. The tables have turned. Da, da, da. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about two of our favorite partners. Yeah, right. Um, the first one is our number one lead source right now. We all need leads. Um, so go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. What they're offering right now is our, our playbook for free. Once you finish a free demo of um, how their tools have been getting us leads. So that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. The other one is if everybody knows that you should be posting on Facebook and everybody says, what should I post? Well, my co-host Monica Weekly has come up with Ghost Poster, where every Monday through Friday she will send you a um, something to post on Facebook, and all you have to do is copy and paste it, and then engage with people that come in, and ta-da, your Facebook is done. So go to GhostPoster.com, which is G H O S T P O S T R dot com, and get your free memes. All right, Jim. So let's say you did that for a client and there was no wording around it. Let's just not say you, let's say one of your agents did this for a client. Would that agent be in violation of the code of ethics? Yeah, because they're not treating uh, and and operating in good faith and uh, fair dealing. Now the last- Why not? And the last sentence in this says, Licensees must also immediately disclose a party's intent to not perform to the other party after informing the non-performing party of their disclosure obligation. So I'm not sure what the wording would be. I would certainly seek some legal counsel on that. Yeah. And, you know, but so it's a disclosure. But if you, can, if you disclose it immediately... It seems like kind of a risk, right? To not it is have a risk. it. It is. Yeah. A risk. yeah. And that's what makes this case so interesting or this scenario so interesting. You know, what do you do? Has one of your agents so, ever done this before? Not to my knowledge. <laughs> now, I had one this morning, a call about, uh, you know, well, you know, we've got this uh, rental client and uh, we want to do a pocket listing. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff around it. And I said, do you have this? Do you have this? And do you have this? Well, no, no. And no, I don't have written authorization. I said, get it. You don't have, (laughs) right, come on. (laughs) But I would think that, okay, for that code to treat all parties honestly and fairly, 
I don't know. I would want to dive deep and argue, is the seller doing that? Just reading back through uh, article one, this obligation it again. is primary, mm -hmm. but it does not relieve realtors of their obligation to treat all parties honestly. So if you're doing that, you're not treating all parties honestly, you're in violation of article one. And I wonder, is it enough just to say, hey, look, there, like call your colleague and be like, look, there's only three houses that work like total. And so the client, is going to offer, like, is that enough to be honest? So we're sending the offer, but like. Reverse, reverse the roles. If you were representing the seller, how would that conversation go? Well, I would tell them the truth. Two properties and you're one of them and you just accepted it, but he's also accepted another, you know. No, I think they're taking a risk too because he may not have accepted the, uh, the other one may not have been accepted, right? Now, this this uh, scenario is that uh, there were contracts signed on both of those. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, anyway. So if you get into a situation like that, consult with your broker. <laughs> your attorney. <laughs> well, More that's why as, as in, in our state, I have, as the broker, the right to call the legal hotline. And they, they, they've given me some... Uh, uh, some good guidance uh, over the years. So now the, the agents of my office are playing a game. Yeah. Dump the broker. <laughs> I like him. this game. <laughs> That's my favorite game. Jim, can play. I get away with this? <laughs> <laughs> Every time my broker calls me, I'm like, oh no. I'm like, hello. Am I in trouble? <laughs> but um, okay, Jim, that was a good one. This is really like a good conversation. And I'd be interested to um, hear if, if you not like the listener, if you have, if this has happened to you, if you've been in this predicament, what did you do about it? What did your broker advise? Because every state and all the rules are going to be different, right? So what did they advise? This would be a good thing to mastermind because the market is cyclical, right? Like we will be back here again. Mm -hmm. So let's be proactive instead of reactive. All right, Jim, Fun. people Fun. want to get, get a hold of you. They have a referral in Minnesota. What is the best and way? In the Twin Cities, Jim Camarata at kw.com or text call 612-562-7461. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Always. Jim. Thanks. <laughs>